Oh man, all this COVID social distance recording sure has been tricky, but I couldn't be more happy for our first in-person episode we're recording together to be our Halloween special. We're recording on Halloween in this cabin we got at a steal. I mean, what a treat. Hopefully we aren't in for any uh, tricks. Welcome to Wasting All This Time, an in-depth review and reassessment of the media from our childhood and its surrounding fandoms. My name is Wade. I'm joined by my co-host, Spencer. Hello. And our producer and engineer, Nico. Boo! So, Spencer, what spooky thing are we talking about today? Today, we are entering the fright side with beloved animated classic, Scary Godmother's Halloween Spooktacular and its sequel, Scary Godmother, Revenge of Jimmy. Ah, ah, ah. Two. Two specials. <laughs> Two. <laughs> so I guess before we jump into it, uh, when, what, what, what year were these? 2003. Like... I think the first one was 2003. The second one was 05. Okay. I mean, I guess before we jump into our full research and review of it, um, what were both your kind of memories of it? Um, well, I always, I always loved these specials, but I forgot like exactly when or how I found it. I think they must have shown them on like Cartoon Network during like all the yeah, Halloween. Yeah, it was always Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network showed like a bunch of really weird Halloween specials. And I remember I really liked this one and I had it on my DVR for a while and I would just watch it every Halloween. And I remember it looking ugly even for the time. Like, I just remember being, like, a little weirded out by how everything yeah. looked. I always just thought it was a very pleasant, very pleasant Of course. Watch. And I, I, I feel bad because, once again, I think we should always emphasize that one of the least appreciated jobs in the entire industry is being an animator. So I'm not trying to just rapidly shit on people. It's just, like, if you don't have much of a budget and you're making an early 2000s CGI thing, it's going to look disgusting. Yeah. Because actually, we, as we were going through, we looked at the children's book, this is, or the children's book series that these are based off, and all the character designs are pretty similar. They just look infinitely better in a 2D plane. Yeah, the books look amazing. Like, I, like the illustrations look, like, really, really cool. Who is it? Jill Thompson, um, famed comic book writer. Did she also illustrate the series? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. She she illustrated it, wrote it, yeah, designed she drew it. for Sandman. Yeah, she, she's got some cred. She also, um, what did she design? <laughs> we, we looked this up. She designed a WWE. Some, we were so excited because she said she designed some like wrestler's gear. And I thought it was going to be like, oh, he's going to be a spooky bone man. <laughs> and he's like just wearing like red tights with a black stripe. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, knee, and knee pads like that had like and a knee, skull on them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of knee pads, Nico, <laughs> what do you know about this? I knew absolutely nothing besides Spencer bringing it up frequently as something that is beloved by Spencer. But no, um, <laughs> my no, my um, Halloween special of choice was the Charlie Brown Halloween special as a child. Won't, won't hey, get save, in- save it for Charlie Month. Exactly, Charlie Month. <laughs> I won't get into that because it's distracting, but. I don't have much to say about the sh- like initial memories of the show, so I do love me some Halloween though. 
Yeah, so we get your fresh opinions on this one exactly. when we dive in. Did you ever watch it, Wade? Oh, shit, I forgot I am a human being in part of this show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I definitely did. I, I have, like, vague memories of it. I remember all the aesthetics super clearly. I kind of remember the characters, but I don't remember. I was like, wait, what happens in that first movie? What's the plot? Um, and then I also learned that the reason I kind of can't remember is because there also kind of isn't one in the first movie. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not. So like that's that's it's it's very uh, Linklater esque in regards to it's kind of just characters existing in their natural space and you get to know them for an hour. Yeah, and there's some gracious uh, YouTube channel that uploaded both of them in their entirety, as well as a video of both of them together as one double feature. If you want to watch it. Just go on YouTube. It's there. Yeah. I, I also got Igor recommended again right after it. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Olivia too. and I were watching it and Igor just started. And I was like, Olivia, let's watch Igor again. And she was like, hell no. <laughs> All right. With all that out of the way, let's get to our, our reassessment or v- revisiting of this media. I guess it makes sense to just go straight to the first one and kind of talk about like. Now, let's start with the second one. <laughs> go, right. Let's work our way back. <laughs> Fine, Spencer. You steer the ship. We open on Jimmy and his friends, right? Yeah, and Jimmy's like this punk kid where it, it well it's Halloween night. Let's let's remember it's Halloween night. We gotta set the scene here. And uh for people listening in the present and future, on Halloween we used to go around and go to houses together <laughs> and do a trick or cheating and knocking and not standing uh, six feet apart. We could have a conversation. I'd say the spookiest thing this year is this planned demic. anyway i don't even know how to segue from that um anyway um yeah jimmy's like jimmy's this punk kid he's sort of the leader of the pack and he's got his two little um followers what are their names there's the blonde kid no three followers there's the blonde kid who's dressed as a baseball player piece of candy and then there's another kid who's dressed as a baseball a player. A baseball player in an SUV. In an SUV, as he, he yes. points out to us. Um, and then there's, <laughs> then there's a girl dressed as a cat. She has a little crush on Candy Boy. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it seems reciprocated. Oh, do they follow up on that? Whatever, yeah. we'll get they to kiss. it. We'll get to it. No. They do kiss. No, they don't. Do they kiss in the sequel? Or they're about to kiss. Oh, in the first one, they're about to kiss. In the I think first they one, they're about to kiss. It's interrupted. Yeah, I mean, after after that first, like, about to kiss, they kind of just drop it because I think that was the said, pinnacle of their really, relationship like, right there. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's relatable, yeah. though. Sometimes timing just isn't right. So true. they're like, I mean, we all did this that's as true. we were kids. We, we squatted up and, and mapped out the neighborhoods Truly. and tried to. I, I never did this. Did any of you, you guys fucking do this? robot? Why are you? <laughs> did, any of you guys, did any of you guys ever do this? I just went with my parents. Wait, that's so sad. You never like you only went trick or treating with your parents. Yeah, I love mostly. I love you, Spencer. Well, by the time I, I was you. old That's enough so... to go by myself, I would just stayed home and gave out candy. <laughs> when did you When did you guys stop going trick or treating? Because I think the last year I did it was like fifth grade. Oh, that's early. Oh, okay. I think I I think I went once in like eighth or grade. May, maybe I maybe it was late. I, it it might have been in middle school. I remember the last time I went trick or treating was with a middle school crew, and we were just. We were yeah. just pieces of shit. Like, we weren't, like, doing a horror. There was, like, some guy who, like, I forgot. He did something that, like, we then filled his mailbox up with uh, shaving cream. Like, just, like, that oh, most. Oh, you did that. Oh, man. He, like, treats. He, like, I never did that shit. He, like, I think, I think he was someone who, like, I think, I think, you know what? Let me try to think of the most, the fictional situation that makes me the most heroic. I think he was 
a racist bigot and he shouted at all the all the streets that he said me and my pristine mailbox are above all of you <laughs> and then i i as the hero filled up his mailbox with shaving cream wow and everyone stood and clapped everyone wow. stood and clapped and kissed me everybody at home everybody clap for wait Come on, guys. <laughs> Everybody oh. record yourselves clapping and send in a physical tape of it to the uh, Watt offices. Yeah, but it was a pretty smooth transition from trick-or-treating with my parents to just going to Halloween parties and not leaving the house. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. The, all right, so they're squatting up. They're, they're going to the house. But then um, there's one more addition to the, to, the, to the squad, and her name's Hannah Marie, and she is the only character that has – eyes oh, okay well oh, yeah we need we should talk but it's, it's very obvious from the beginning and the weird thing is so i remember all the people having like weird little dot eyes except for um the main little girl and scary godmother and all that or like the other kids having just these little dot eyes but i thought it was like um other cartoons with dot eyes or like carl weezer's dot eyes but no you can see that these dots are physical holes like you can see the indent in skin like that it's not it's not just like a dot over a like a model that they're animated like it's a hole like, I'm sure it also is a surface layer animated but you have like the, the emphasis texture. around their <laughs> eyes yeah that you can look at just stick your fingers in there and just yeah move I it will around. add that when they get scared they have like real eyes that pop out so it's almost like they're like skin folds and all you can see is the pupil yeah and, and sometimes they do get like white eyes that like yeah. pop out and it's really like uncanny and disturbing well, that's a big sequel move yeah but um yeah um i guess we should just touch on the look of the of the show because it's very obvious it's like very very herky jerky uh animation it's like it looks like renegade angel i think nico <laughs> nico said this before he started recording but it sort of looks like a telltale game i would say a janky telltale like a janky as hell like very early telltale or a telltale game like the day it was released and it still has a bunch of insane glitches and in bad that like <laughs> i like telltale <laughs> for the most part telltale but i've never played a single game on release day that didn't like immediately have a huge shit the bad moment with them but no as soon as they like pan down and i saw all the people like moving i was like Ugh. well because they also they do a thing where they, i think they are doing mocap on oh really like, they, they do like you know sometimes they do well sometimes mocap is a cheaper thing for animation where, like you make models but if your model isn't like specified to your actors like proportions you get shit like like Monster House, oh, you get stuff like Monster okay. House to where like you have these weird looking human models that have like these weirdly fluid movements, but they're not, they don't have the proportions of the human doing those movements, so they don't look right. Um. So anyway, Hannah Marie is like the she's um Jimmy's little cousin. She's like what two years old. Um, <laughs> she's, she, no, she's <laughs> like four or five. Yeah. So she has she has real eyes, which I can't tell if it's creepier that she has real eyes or the because her eyes. Look I, like I think really it's that she too. still has like a sense. Um, I think it's that they've lost innocence. Yeah. The older ones. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you lose your innocence, <laughs> your eyes become sunken in holes. She's Jimmy's cousin, and we we learn through a very ingenious uh, flashback. <laughs> Do you remember this scene? The, the oh, ingenious I flashback. I straight up, like, when the, I didn't realize it, it was a flashback until they said it was a flashback. And then, like, and, like, a shitty, like, knockoff of a knockoff of, like, a Deadpool joke. One of the kids was like, can I be in the next flashback? But yeah. it's, it's, it's weird that it's, like, avant-garde. I guess they didn't want to do, like, another background. So it's a flashback to the exact same location, except they're all acting as... Uh, Hannah's parents like the girl and the candy guy and it's just really weird it goes on for like five minutes I also I also think they did 
and this comes up in the second one. I think they just did everything not to make another model for the parents because they never showed them in the second one. It's like, see, Charlie so, Brown. It's like, that Charlie Brown influence. You could tell. True. I could see. I, could, <laughs> I agree with the principle. I could see the parents thing being a creative choice to never show the parents. That's what true. I do think is the fact that the pizza man is just the skeleton again, but with a pizza man hat is a hundred percent just. He sounds nerdy. Yeah, he doesn't sound like. Well, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. Yeah, <laughs> all all in good time, Wade. Yeah, so Hannah's basically she's scared of everything, and she carries a flashlight around with her. And so Jimmy, there's a Glock. Jimmy <laughs> and the, the mean strap. kid. Yeah, she carries a Glock and a flashlight. She has she has like stra- it's like an upgrade. She has like strapped onto the the muzzle or whatever. <laughs> I don't know about guns that much. Um, <laughs> um but Jimmy's Hannah with the stendo. <laughs> Jimmy being the little <laughs> devil that he is, it's like, all right, let's scare her by um, forcing her to go into the spook house all by herself. And so they they trick her into going in there, and then they lock her in. And she's like, screams. and but You miss it in the incredible shadow work, the, puppet, the shadow puppet. Oh, work, yeah. Right? Uh, Wade, do you care to elaborate on that? Uh, sure. <laughs> um, he, he puts his hand in front of a light. And like he's gonna do a shadow puppet, but then the shadow is like clearly like a fully articulate model. Like it's like how the joke is, it's it's better than his hand could do. Back to you, Spence. Thank you, Wade. Um, anyway, the weather. Um, yeah, you can cut that out. Quite frightening here. <laughs> we have a hundred percent chance of screams. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so anyway, she's she's crying. She's screaming, the kids are laughing, and then in a puff of magic glitter, we meet our titular scary godmother, who looks like sort of like Miss Frizzle with that's been like stretched out in a taffy puller. Weird yeah, weirdly less hot. Like you assume going wackier with Frizzle would make it like hotter, but no one in the series has an ass in this entire animated world. Yeah, I think that's the, no dump truck asses. That that's why, <laughs> that's why it failed to reach a wider audience. So Miss Miss Frizzle, the Scary Godmother, comes and um, she explains. What's her real name again? Her name's Scary Godmother. She doesn't have a name. She doesn't have like a, a Christian name. <laughs> you mean a <laughs> a Wiccan name? She explains that she's a Scary Godmother and is there to make. Um, make her not afraid of monsters anymore. And so without asking her, she whisks her away to her home in the fright side, which is that like a pun or something for like the bright side? Like, I don't, what is the fright side? I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that, that is your, your first thought is what it is. Oh, wow. I should, I should be, I should make some of these movies myself. Don't you mind if I do. So she takes her to her house and she's looking for um, her broommate named scully and she she finds him in the most unlikely place the closet and you may notice that they uh make some choices with this voice uh <laughs> to be uh, quite you know flat like the joke is in the closet they make him very flamboyant in camp which is like i feel like that's definitely a back pocket voice for a lot of especially like i think i think it's something that wasn't thought too much about in animation prior to this point and I think there's a lot of a much broader discussion for characters like someone like Jafar or Ursula, where like there is a clear queer coding there, but like it's a it's kind of a much funner thing and has found a place in those communities post their popularity. Whereas I don't know what the queer community's thoughts are on Scully. What's it? Scully Pettibone? Petite Pettibone. Pettibone. Scully, Scully Pettibones. I don't know because like this is more like explicitly like in the closet. What if sound gay? Um, 
but he's also, I guess, like kind of like 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 uh, caddy. I, I don't, I don't know. Look, it, it's something that no one would have thought of for more than a second in two thousand three, and now we could write five hundred think pieces on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have a bone to pick with uh with with this guy. Um, to- uh, I mean, I, I won't do it, but I could think of it as retort would be to that. Would be a groaner. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the movie from this from this point sort of it goes into the it goes into that link later mode where it's basically just <laughs> I'm saying that as <laughs> loosely as possible. Um it's it's basically just them sort of having their party and the guests the guests arrive and uh Hannah screams at all of them because she's like racist towards monsters. Um and um and so the next guests that are arrive are, are my personal favorite. No, wait. Yes, the next guest that arrive. You, what about? Oh, the next guest. You talked talk about the wolf. Oh wait, yeah, the wolf is the next one that arrive. And there's some the thespian. Yes, the werewolf. Um, who? Uh, he's. I guess his thing is that he he likes to eat. He also wears pajamas because I guess he's lazy and he's just sort of a dick. And he's also he's a also like a, he's also a yeah it's such a weird combination of things like it feels like but he's also it's a about comic somebody nerd. the author knows yeah because yeah. he weird it's, there's a really weird joke where he mistakes Hannah for like the star of some soap opera that he watches and like he they, but he has a comic book of it yeah yeah I didn't I get think that he's a weird... and, yeah no I did not get it do they make comic book of soap operas I don't know <laughs> but they should I said it. I just realized I said, do they make a comic book of soap opera? <laughs> do they make comic books of podcasts? Because they should, starting with ours. Why? Why did Spencer say that? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, a phone went off right when I... Yeah, hello, Mar- Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sold. I'll be right there. <laughs> um. So, yeah, yeah, he he and the skeleton... Oh, do you remember the scene? Not to go back to this, the skeleton thing but he and the skeleton have a really weird like sexual a very sexual scene where all right they have a lot of chemistry they they seem like an old like an old yeah they they sort of Mm -hmm. they they butt heads because the skeleton basically makes all the food and then the wolf eats it before the party starts we all know like wade's sort of like that yeah it's um at our yeah it's like me and spencer it's a snob and a slob kind of love yeah but there's this really weird scene where um the skeleton's like all right now sit and the wolf the wolf sits and then the skeleton's like holding his bone at him he's like now roll over roll over and he's like no i'm not gonna degrade myself like this he's like come on do it and he says put on your little muzzle you filthy little <laughs> baby and then he he does it and it just sort of ends and he throws a food at him yeah olivia and i were like wow that's there's a lot of like tension in that scene it was really weird um so that was just one thing i made a note of um so then the uh, the vampires arrive, and their whole thing, ah, 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 ah. they look like uh, Nosferatu, and they, um, basically the whole thing is like the dad vampire is like, his whole thing is that he's sort of old-fashioned and doesn't get these modern 21st century things, and there's a later scene where he like shames his wife for showing her ankles or something, um in like a really long speech he's sort of like he's sort of like that person at a party that just makes like goes on a really long 
like racist rant about something and makes everybody really uncomfortable. Yeah, now we're talking about like, Spencer wait. at party. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I'm such a slob and just an uncontrollable bigot, too. Those are my two, two big party characteristics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they, they have a son named Orson, who I only assume is homage to Orson Welles, maybe. I don't know. Are there any famous vampires named Orson? Um, and he's like, he's a little kid, and he immediately takes a liking to Hannah. And do you remember the scene where they're like circling each other and the camera like whips around them like really dramatically like five times while they're interrogating each other but yeah uh hannah and orson they they get along and that's going to be important later for the fan fiction Um, oh fuck little little hint little hint that's that's also (laughs) that's also relevant to my minor character deep dive god damn it oh see it all it all comes together. together in the end it all ties together um but things get a little complicated when the last guest arrives uh a mon this guest confuses me the most. His, he's a monster named Bugaboo. Uh, I was going to say, I almost said Boogaloo. Then the Boogaloo shows up and everything goes to shit. Monsters Inc. came out before this, right? Uh, absolutely. I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know if how long the books were around before this. Because All Real Monsters was also around before Monsters Inc. Oh, about like scaring, like a about being a like there being like scarer. an industry. Yeah. Because he's like, he's like a big, like longshoreman. He's like, hey, I just got back from my job, scaring the little girls under their beds. And then she screams, and he's, and then there's like a big chase. There's lots of like weird chase scenes through the house, and you get to see how fluid the animation Fucking is. Fucking scary and, godmother moves like a Silent Hills character. <laughs> yes, she does. Because <laughs> she has those like long limbs, and yeah. she just sort of floats. And somebody edit her into the PT hallway. Yeah, like, put her at the end of the hallway. <laughs> that's, that's what Kojima was hiding. Do you remember that like weird animated aside where she's like, how do you shut up the monster? And then yeah. it gets into like animation and she's like, you have to make some peanut butter crackers. And then like it gets oh. really into detail about how to make these crackers for like 30 seconds. I think that's because it's a special. So it's like for like, it, you know, for families. It's like, a variety. Show. I also I bet that was something in the book. I bet there was like an insert in the book or something. It was like a cool treat. Oh, and yeah. They played it off there. This I mean, yeah. this series, it, this both these specials. Given we're not professionals, we didn't. We should have bought and read all the books, but um, they seem to have a pretty. I mean, because the author is an executive producer and seems to have some significant creative input on these specials. Pretty much everyone working on these specials are kind of just TV people, like have worked on other CGI. So, like the director, like worked on like reboot and uh, other like early CGI stuff. To where I think it's it's mostly just sort of a lot of people. I, I don't know. I, she seems like the most clear. If you were to have a singular creative voice, it seems like she's the one kind of steering the ship. Yeah, the thing I do like about this special and what I don't like about the sequel is that they don't really try to shoehorn that much of a plot into it. Yeah. It's sort of just them, like, being wacky. Like, of course, like, many of the jokes don't work, but it's it's still, like, sort of them just hanging out. No, it's like, like dazed and confused, yeah. Yeah. And um, they don't really like there's they, they cut back to the kids. But once again, it's just sort of the kids hanging out outside the house saying being like even less funny. Do you remember like some of those kid bits? Like, do you remember when they shout recount like a bunch of times? I, I remember um, door ajar, door ajar, door ajar. Yeah, I think the, the SUV oh, kid door is gets the most funny lines because there's a there's a great line. Then, that I remember I'm, that I I'm pretty sure they recast them unless the kid just got a lot older. But yeah, he they sounds, recast he sounds, Jimmy too. 
Yeah. Because Jimmy sounds like he went through puberty here, but then he sounds younger in the sequel. He was traumatized. He regressed. Yes. Um, <laughs> so so we'll get through this. But the, the line that I wanted to highlight from the SUV kid is... Um, Never mind. Uh, it's not that funny. Um, you could cut that. Well, say it now. Say it now. No, it's like it's like when he's like uh, breaker breaker. Like we have a problem with Jimmy, and Jimmy's like SUVs don't use like closed circuit radios, and he's like you locked your kid cousin in a spook house, and you're here complaining about the additions and features of my cardboard SUV. And I actually laughed at that. I thought that I was did. Funny. I did think that, I, that reminded me of you. So I guess you're a narcissist. Yeah. Any like overly technical joke in children's media is funny it's, to me. It's good. And so basically, the I don't kids know. Are, it reminds me a bit of like, is this a thing? Like that kind of joke to where it's just like, what's the joke though? You're just saying, oh, whatever. Never mind. Don't, c- take out my narcissism. <laughs> or take out my nihilism. Take out my beautiful, beautiful fectum. Yeah. So basically, like the the it cuts back to the kids every once in a while, and they're just sort of out there being like, uh, "When's Hannah gonna come out?" Um, we're sort of worried about her, but then they just sort of goof around, and then the the cat girl kisses the or it's is about going to. to kiss. Yeah, she's like, "I'll trade you for three kisses," and I hope they got the rights to that trademark, um, or else Hershey's gonna sue. And then he's like, uh, uh, "What?" He's like, "Oh, what?" And his jaw drops on the ground. He has to pick it up, and his tongue rolls out. Humana, humana, humana. But I do like how quickly he catches on. He's like, oh, and then like they immediately lean in to start making out. There is something kind of refreshing about it not being, ah, <laughs> gross, to where it's just like, oh, okay, all these kids want to kiss each other. Neat. But they don't get to, damn it. Yeah, because he does that dumb SUV radio joke again. Yeah. And... Fucking just ru- and they and we never see them kiss again. Like that—that's the end of their relationship, right? Yeah, because their their mutual friend, respectively, cock blocked and clam jammed them. <laughs> never heard of that. I say that I say friend in italics. No friend <laughs> quotations. <even. laughs> no, and I t- I could say both. You fucker. Underline underline in bold windings. italics. Sanskrit. I'm just thinking of another because this is like basically just a bunch of scenes now at this point. I'm th- another scene that I really like um, that I thought that I quote to Olivia all the time is um, there's the 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 wife of the vampire guy is like you should tell a joke to be more modern, and then it just cuts to him out of nowhere saying, "Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the show?" It's a good joke. I like that. <laughs> and, I also I just hilarious. I just like that the the count guy count Max has just like generalized social anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like then I get self conscious. I know my friends want me here, but they just feel like they don't belong. I know there are some there are they do really capture the feeling of being at a party very well at, at some points. I, point I think that's what people attach to about this that like because they're really isn't a plot at no. all like it's kind of like once you get there you're just sort of meeting different kooky characters yeah. like I, th- I guess kind of in a similar way to like children's books don't really follow a clear act structure they kind of more about just like exploration of world and theme which is yeah that's what this is. and we we sort of see hannah grow because she learns that like these monsters are sort of chill and even even the scary bugaboo because oh wait they they do order pizza 
Wait, wait, you like this guy, so you, you want to take the pizza? Uh, okay. You, you, you like the pizza guy. I, I mean, I like that they, uh, I mean, I feel like we should. You made a point of saying that you like the pizza I guy. I feel like, you know, we're, to be fair, we're probably going to spend a fraction of this time on the sequel, but whatever. Right, so the wolf guy, he eats all the food, then like, you got to order pizza, or we're going to fucking kill and eat you. Um, so he orders pizza, but then he orders too much pizza, and it costs too much. And then a skeleton that's an identical model to uh, Scully Pettibone. Uh, with a hat. With, that, with a pizza hat on. <laughs> He's a nerd. Says it costs a whole bunch, and it says you have to pay or sign away your soul. And then uh, girl boss queen, scary godmother, is like, my soul's worth more than 12 pizzas. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to get that tattooed on my neck. Yeah, I got it tattooed right along my shaft. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Your I, I, <laughs> <laughs> then the scary godmother is like, you are an indentured slave to me now for putting this 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 much price against me that I had to pay for by taking the money off of somebody else. So really, a uh, freaking boogaloo boy should be getting the uh, <laughs> should be getting the service. For some reason, scary godmother yeah the wolf into her servant, but like but they, she didn't pay. <laughs> to, he to, paid. To, they do reach – there's a really awkward shot where they're looking for money on Boogaloo and he, they push him onto the floor and, like, a bunch of stuff just flies out of his crotch area. <laughs> yeah. Imply they're, like, just digging around in there. Just, just, yeah. He's a eunuch. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've said enough things that have probably been cut by this episode, so I won't one-up that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they get the pizza and then at some point they – Hannah's like, oh, I guess – I forgot like how they how they weave in her going back, but eventually she does go back to the uh, the real world. Oh, I think, but the monsters. Yeah, because yeah. I think the reason they go back is to like scare the big kids. I think yeah, that's they're the like, all right, we're gonna forever. show them, and so the monsters go back with her, and there's just like a really long scene where the kids go in, and then um, all the monsters take turns scaring the shit out of them, and the skeleton does like a little musical number. Um, <laughs> like, make him laugh make him laugh the details are stacking up against my buddy Scully here it's tough because look it, removed from any context you're like oh what a fun cartoon character voice um, but it's, it's, it's honestly it's just the fact of the skeleton in the closet and a few of the jokes he makes like like when the, the Count Max says like oh, I remember when a queen looked like a queen and he's like oh tell me about it yeah, yeah. or something like that and I was just like ah yes an L.A. writer's room in 2002. <laughs> I think we get some of the scariest shots in this scene when it shows the kids with their, once again, their big eyes bulging out of their heads. That's some nightmare fuel there. Um, and so they scare him away, and Jimmy's like, Hannah, can you, can you hold my hand to walk home? And Hannah's like, all right, work's done here. I've scarred my cousin for life. Thanks, guys. And they give her the magic key, Um which is pretty freaking nice. They give her a key so she could just go back and hang out with them like whenever. Um, so, I mean, I, which makes me wonder like, what if she goes there like during Christmas? What are they doing? It's just, just nightmare. It's just, just nightmare before Christmas. All right, what if she goes there during uh, Valentine's Day? <laughs> I mean, that's another hint towards our fan fiction. All right, so that was that. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, we sort of already. I don't know if that read right over audio, but I I let out a heavy exhale. Spencer <laughs> said that. 
I like this first one a lot. No, I, I think this is actually like this existing on TV as a holiday special with commercial breaks feels very right. Yeah, it's yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Even not Halloween day, but like, like you already think about your costumes and you maybe have decorations up in your house and you maybe even have a bit of candy. It, it feels very nice and comfy. Yeah, and it's a shame. And it's a shame that no one will ever go trick or treating again. Well, maybe we could still have our social distance Halloween parties. Wait. Well, I mean, we all got this cabin together, so I wonder if we'll get any trick or treaters. But... Yeah, that's true. What was that? Huh? <laughs> huh? Probably, probably nothing. Probably we nothing. Just keep going on. Um. So the second we'll spend we'll spend a little less time on, but the second one is basically everything that the first one does right. It does the opposite of that. Like it makes me fucking pissed. <laughs> they ruined. They did the sanctity of Sky Godmother. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, this new one it takes like I'd say eighty percent of it takes place in the real world, and like only a little bit of it takes place like actually in the Scary Godmother's world. So I'm I'm gonna sum it up really quickly. Basically, <laughs> it starts out well. This this has a lot more fourth wall breaking. Like the the wolf guy is in like the control room where he's he's sort of the narrator, the special, and for some reason scary he's still an indentured servant to the scary godmother. It's like a TV programming room, yeah. like something out of like the, like the Truman Show, which which opens a lot of questions that never get answered. He has footage from the first special playing on all the different monitors. There is a little bit of an upgrade in animation that you can see, like it's a little smoother. Yeah. But I didn't notice it, but I believe you. And it's smoother, <laughs> it, but the character models are kind of still just as. They, I think they. I did recognize it because I think they do that thing that sequels do sometimes. Where they change their main character model. Yeah. Like it's. You, you ever see the Hey Arnold movie? No. No. So the animation is pretty much comparable to nearly the exact same quality of animation except widescreen now except all the main characters their design they're like add a bit more shading and stuff to it so it looks a bit more dynamic but they don't do the same to secondary characters so it looks <laughs> really really weird and off-putting oh my god i'm gonna have to check that out like that's weird i i say that to like a, an insane lunatic that's looking closely at that stuff i'm sure as a kid and both any other kid watching it did not care and had a good time and i had a good time i like this is literally movie, what this podcast for is just yeah no it's, it's this is a way to capitalize off of the way me and spencer have broken our brains while we continue to break nico's brain in a similar i way. mean my brain yeah. has been broken in Many. But not in not this, in way, this yes. way. They do change one thing: the eyes. They give. They're still sunken in pupils, but they have eye colors now. So I think the blonde kid has like blue dots instead of just oh, black soulless I dots. That. I did not notice that. Yeah, take take a take a closer look. I hate. That. I know something was different from their face, but like I didn't really. It gives them like a tiny be. bit more life, but yeah. not not much. Um, so the whole thing in this is, um, well, the wolf is still in indentured servitude to scary godmother. And she's like, you got to pull, carve the pumpkins and shit. I, I think there's another layer there. I think there's, you can make your own fan fiction out of this where she's saying, mm, help me in the pumpkin patch. <laughs> <laughs> Clean the tombs. <laughs> uh. I, I would love to be buried outside of Scary Godmother's house. <laughs> I would love to clean her pumpkin patch. <laughs> Bury me outside of Scary Godmother's house. Just saying. Um, but 
they i really i do sort of like how they go for it though how jimmy just straight up has ptsd um like he has nightmares every night about his experience in the spook house getting scared by the monsters like the other kids have let it go the other kids are like oh it was just older kids but he's like no monsters are going to come like murder me and finish me off yeah i like how it's like you're kind of getting to see like the continuation of what would happen after sid saw the toys in toy story yeah, like, yeah, that would fuck you up for life. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you get Sid's story. If you're looking for Sid's story, turn to Doesn't Jimmy. Sid show up as, like, a trash man in one of the newer Toy Story movies? Yes, dude, in an epic Easter egg. True. <laughs> in an does. epic Easter egg, ten things you didn't notice, Red Circle. <laughs> um, But, yeah, it's sort of like every big kid's... It's sort of like every big kid's worst nightmare, too, where your friends start to like your younger sibling better than you. Mm -hmm. Like, they're all like, oh, we're hanging out with Hannah now. Like, Hannah's really cool. And so they just sort of hang out with the little girl who's, like, super cool because she she knows the secrets of Halloween. He did also bully the shit out of her, so... Yeah, they always seem... Yeah, he also... I don't know how close of friends they already seemed before that. Because they already, it didn't seem like um, like Jimmy was that close to friends with the other people, like or or that they were getting along yeah. that well. That They're sort of quick to just abandon him and his like psychosis. They're like, "All yeah. right, we're gonna go have fun Halloween, have fun in here." Although, you know, I did. I was trying to think because I couldn't relate to the idea of like a much younger relative, um, like a learning friend. But I was thinking, I did used to have like a very close friend who was a girl, like around like fourth grade or something, mm-hmm. and then she became best friends with my sister instead because she said, it's kind of weird to have a boy as your best friend. Oh. So she's like, and it was just like, your girl is kind of, your sister is kind of you, but girl. So, <laughs> so that's my friend now. <laughs> Which on one hand is very epic. So you're sort of like, wow, like, thanks for stealing my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was like um, going to talk about that in therapy. Have you started the group? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> Have you started the group session yet? Oh, Winston, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. He's okay. Everybody say hi to Winston Wade, Wade again. traumatizes his dog. Hi, Winston. Um, yeah, Winston's sleeping in a little bed behind Wade right now he's as he's recording, watching over this podcast. Yeah, um, well, no, you mean right, right, right in front of the fireplace in the cabin? I can't wait for the Winston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for true. the Winston murder. What was that? Winston, stop barking. What are you what barking you at? There's no one Sorry. outside. Sorry, he's always he's for some reason he always barks when he's when he wants like a bone or he sees a bone, but there's no bones here. That's so <laughs> weird. Oh well, let's get back to our podcast we're recording. Yeah. This cabin. Yeah, anyway. Um so she she now can sort of like freely like it's weird because Bugaboo just sort of like comes and says hi to her. And um and she could just sort of freely travel back and forth between the fright side and there. So she just sort of like shows up to scary godmother who's just preparing for the party. She's like, hey, give me some cobwebs. Like, see ya. Yeah. Also, notice how all the other kids have kind of rewritten the trauma they experienced from being scared to where they're like, oh, those must have been older kids. Yeah. I, it's kind of like what happens in that really shitty book, It. <laughs> so the the plot of this movie is um jimmy it, it's it's a really weird sort of like pastiche of like the grinch and i don't know nightmare before christmas or something where jimmy is like i'm gonna prevent the monsters from getting me by ruining halloween right and so and yeah and i guess scary godmother is like a guardian of halloween i don't yeah and the weird thing is like 
he doesn't really do anything to ruin Halloween yeah. on a large scale. He just sort of like kicks some pumpkins. Yeah, for like a like for a neighbor, not like not even like for a town, for like maybe a neighborhood in a town. And even then, like he ruins all the candy in one store. Just go to the freaking next Seven Eleven over. Okay, <laughs> capitalist knockman. <laughs> just charge it to another card. And there's there's a weird running joke that comes in where he keeps making spooky faces, and his mom, who's off screen, is like. Your face is going to get stuck like that if you keep doing it. And what do you know? His face gets stuck like that. And throughout the special, he spends his so, face... He spends so much time fighting skin. the monsters, he becomes one himself. Yeah, it's yeah. very deep. And he gets, like, some Joker makeup on him. Yeah, he, yeah no, he's the Joker, baby. <laughs> he's basically the Joker. So the thing, the thing is, um, every time he destroys something Halloween in the real world, in Scary Godmother's world, it, like causes a hole to open in the universe that sucks everything in and like sort of kills threatens which i'm glad because i've been playing persona 5 (laughs) and i'm like i know this is copying something (laughs) i'm glad i know that (laughs) he was a big fan of scary godmother 2 revenge of jimmy um and so yeah like that's the the whole movie is like just sort of him destroying something then being like oh no and then hannah's like oh wait we can do this and then things get better and they're like phew and then he destroys another thing and they're like oh no and you don't really get to see they don't really party until the very end which sort of sucks and you don't really get to see the monsters hanging out although you do get to see them all do their like preset Fortnite dance both the dance sequences in the movie are hilarious yeah, they do so like the thriller like, it, thing. It's such like a loop going that it's just like yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all like dancing in gifts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's lot so of great. oh fuck. Okay, going back to the first, <laughs> going back to the first movie during the chase scene because at some point the Jack the dad vampire puts the werewolf to sleep and you just see him standing there basically t-posing and I'm pretty sure his eyes are open too, so it's clearly just like a default model like. <laughs> He's not like sleeping. He's just standing there, like you don't see the vision. Yeah. But, Do you like, remember the face he makes when he falls asleep, where his like neck cracks and he's yeah. like, oh. "Yeah, I thought he snapped. I thought he tried to make him fall asleep and it didn't work, so the vampire just snapped his neck." <laughs> Time to put you down, boy. <laughs> A bad dog. <laughs> don't say that too loud, Wade. Your dog's gonna oh, hear. Dear. Oh no! <laughs> Good dog, Winston. He's like, what did I do? <laughs> um, Weird. He actually he ran outside and hasn't come back. I'm sure everything's okay. So they do that, and then it all culminates with Hannah. Um, she brings the kids into the fright side, and they're just sort of like, oh, all right, these are cool monsters. Um, they all sort of party together, and there's oh, and the, the and like you get to see worlds collide, where like the kids from Earth. <laughs> or the normal world like talk with and meet the other monsters and stuff and like the candy bar kid to like the count is like oh my god you're freaking epic and he's like did you hear that honey i am freaking epic (laughs) and winston's just like god or no no not winston calls his or he calls his son uh the prince of dorkness which uh 
I don't know if you're looking for a new username, Spencer, but I don't know if that one's taken. <laughs> I know. Oh, I would have liked this movie so much better if she just brought the kids in there at the beginning and then they just sort of chilled. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it honestly felt a little bit like when you get to see some of the supporting characters crossover, like in the sequels to Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. We're like, oh, this isn't supposed to be happening. How did this happen? Yeah. Like when the when Hugh and Timmy's dad meet. Like that's that's great. So that's what people want to see. That's not the third one. That's not till the third one, yeah. though. Yeah, I don't like the third one that much. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to it. We'll get to it. Um, but yeah, um, the second one, it's like, it's really not that good. Yeah. It doesn't ruin anything, but I think it does miss a lot of the magic. Yeah. I guess they were trying to be like, all right, we can't just do another movie where they're hanging out at the party. So we just sort of have to like. Yeah. Up the ante a little bit. It makes sense that there were only two. Like, it makes sense that this is kind of the wall they hit. And that is all we have to say on the topic. <laughs> Yeah, Scary Godmother. But uh, I'm still going to watch it every Halloween, especially since it's on YouTube. Have you watched it like every Halloween? Yeah, Olivia and I, Olivia and I, no, Olivia and I watch it every Halloween. Cute. It's great. It just really puts you, because they like the music too. It's like that Halloween surf rock. For the first one, especially, I I get it. I get the appeal and I co-sign it. Yeah, it's like, it's classic, like, oh, pumpkins and spiders. No, it's perfect. Like, uh, like it feels like it's kind of a bygone era, even though there are TV specials now it feels like this is kind of like of a tv special designed to have like commercials within it it feels like almost of a bygone era to where it's very comforting yeah it doesn't overstay its welcome anyway just because we're done talking about the film doesn't mean we have to stop talking about the film <laughs> so we've got a lot into all the um actually i don't even know if this counts as a minor character deep dive but um Supporting character deep dive. Supporting what of what of the clear main cast of this like seven character. Whatever. So after some digging around, I really wanted to dig into the intricate backstory of a character we maybe didn't get to see enough of on screen. Okay, the character I chose will be Orson. And Nico, don't worry about reading this, I'll read it out loud to you. So I found uh, this is the Scary Godmother fan wiki. So now to talk about Orson, who is Orson is the bastard child of Count Max <laughs> and Countess Ruby and is also the prince of the night. Orson is Hannah's rival and actively tries to hit on her, despite Hannah being married to Jen. He is voiced by Adam Popspiel in the first film and Richie Wark in the second film. He is over a thousand years old. Anyone who ships Orson with Hannah is honestly fucking stupid. Hannah's like eight and Orson's a thousand years old. Da her vampire years. Shut up. Appearance. Orson is a scary-ass vampire. Personality. Where did you find... Orson seems to be a cool goth vampire, but unlike his parents, he's more modern than them. He is nerdy, shy, and curious, even though he does have a few creepy moments. Like constantly hitting on Anna, even when she is clearly underage! Scary Godmother, Halloween Spooktacular. Orson is first shown at the door of Scary Godmother with her parents Count Max and Countess Ruby to attend the Halloween party. Then he soon meets Hannah and becomes fast friends. Scary Godmother, The Revenge of Jimmy. Orson appears in the second film along with his parents at Scary Godmother's house to see if she needs anything before the bubble go to the store. Going to the store, do you need anything? <laughs> <laughs> When seeing Hannah there, Orson forgets that vampires need to be invited in homes and runs in only to be pushed back by that force that keeps vampires from invading houses. Relationships. <laughs> None. He's a loser. 
and some comments. For uh, for context, um, there are actually two. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> there are actually two scary godmother wikis that we found. The one that Wade was reading from is called Neo Scary Godmother, and um, there there's like a there's like some Z. sort of schism between the Neo Scary Godmother. There were the too many dirty pranksters on the real fandom, so they said we will make a compromise and give you this this sanctioned land, <laughs> the sanctioned wiki for all your jokes, which has become Neo Scary Godmother. And yes, they do have a Discord and a YouTube that is still active, and the YouTube is actually who we can thank for being able to watch the special for free because they, they posted it in 4k. I can't tell how much of this is like shit posting. And I mean, a lot of it shit posting a meme. So this person is also actively preserving this piece of media. So thank you. Should we do a couple comments real quick? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, there's some comments on, on Orson. Spencer, could you, could you read, um, could you read the comments? I'm just going to reply to you. Each one that has a reply, I'm going to reply to you. So if you could just start there. He is in love with Hannah, same is same if she is a child. You shut your whore mouth. He's cool. So true. But what does the fox say? What, what does the fox say? Seriously? Snickers. I'm a Sonic the Hedgehog fan and always thinks Tails fits well to the song, even though some things don't fit him too well. Smiley face. By the way, you're in wrong side of internet, buddy. Sad face. I think that's enough. I think that's enough uh, indication of this kind of website. Yeah, but the YouTube channel actually has 10,000 subscribers. So there's a yeah, following. But there's also every video has like 200 views. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's like a weird algorithm thing or if it's just everybody came on board for the idea of it. And then it was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to watch three anime crossover scary godmother shit posts every week. But the the wiki has. But by the way, up- thanks so much for preserving this for. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The wiki has actually been updated as recently as like 30 minutes ago with Bugaboo's yeah. hit list has been added <laughs> as a page. <laughs> oh, that's that's very useful. That's a useful piece of. Uh, and uh, yeah, that wraps up our minor character deep dive. So I guess it's on to the fan fiction. Yeah, or? yeah, I got it pulled up right here. Oh. What was that? Uh, I don't know. Was it was it the wind? I don't yeah, know. I mean, Winston was barking at something oh, gotcha. outside, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see. Yeah, anything. I mean, I don't see anything. It's just the four of us here. <laughs> four, four of us? us? Oh, wait, I wait, counted there four three. just a second ago. Wait, Spencer, Nico, did you guys see all those? like fires about missing people and, and and spooky skeletons in the area i i thought it was a joke but yeah nico quick carry all the equipment guys ah! follow me upstairs oh my god ah! Ah! Close, go, go up this flight of stairs follow me up this flight of stairs oh my god oh my god spencer close those seven doors behind you on it Nico, Nico, start locking, start putting up all the deadlocks. Okay. I'll, I brought, I'll, lo- I'll, load this sh- I'll load this shotgun with shells. I know there's a reason I brought holy water. Spencer, uh, push down that, that, that large wooden wardrobe in front of the door. You mean the boudoir? The, the boudoir, yes, the boudoir. <laughs> quick, I'll board up the, quick, I'll board up the windows. Yes, Nico, yes. Yes, good, Nico, good. Yes, good. Huh. I guess we can pick up in the podcast where we left off. Uh, Spencer, do you have the fan fiction? Do I ever? It's right here. Shit.
I left it in my backpack downstairs. What are we going to do? We don't have a fan victory. The podcast can't I, continue I, like this. I don't know. Uh, hey, guys. Um, I was trying to set up the microphones and everything. I found this little crawl space in the corner. First of all, Nico, please don't speak to us unless you're spoken to. <laughs> and second of all, give me that journal. Yeah, I didn't even say there was a journal. Okay, well, tell <laughs> me about the journal. I give you permission. <laughs> There's a journal. Okay. Let's read it. <laughs> it definitely doesn't have any insignias on it that might make it. All right. Well, my hand is bleeding, deep. so I'm just going to rub it on the cover real quick. Whoa, it's glowing. Uh, Spencer. It's opening by itself. Spencer, you take it. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's flipping pages to the, to the very back. It says scary godmother on it. Whoa. <gasps> Should we? Should we read Yes, it? but also let us know if there's any way you want us to split it up or read different segments of it out loud with you. Okay, well, I mean, you're, you've always been good at being the narrator. Uh, so, okay, Spencer. Um, and I guess I, I can do the character voices. Or, or, alternatively, we could break it up by paragraph again. Since there actually is a lot more narration than character voices. Is, is there a lot of dialogue? There, there is some dialogue. By skimming, but it's not by like skimming a lot. through this ancient journal, do you see a lot of dialogue in there? Or... Uh, there's like a decent amount, but it might be better to break it up by paragraph to make sure you don't get overwhelmed. You know, all right. I mean, ancient ancient tomes can get pretty dense. Okay, I we th- do know this. So, Nico, if you can give us that that brief little description and um, the tags on this journal, and then me and Spencer will go off paragraph <laughs> and paragraph. As well as the title. Oh yes, can you can you please? Okay, Nico. First, you have to cut your the prick of your fingers so you can see. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Here, use this katana I brought. Okay, for sure. (laughs) Ah! Oh well, I can't play bass anymore. Anyways, (laughs) uh, all right. So it seems to say, Queen, Princess of the Night, Scary Godmother fanfic, The Fright Side. Hannah and Orson are in love. They have known each other since childhood, although the sun and moon are keeping them apart. Will Orson change Hannah, or will her cousin Jimmy take matters into her own hands? There seem to be some tags here. Uh, anime slash manga. Oh, they're all glowing bright red. Fan fiction. Read them. Ro- romance. Nerd. Oh my god. Emo. Nico's eyes are rolling backwards. Love. Comic. Geek. Golf. Manga, romantic scene, AU, scary. Oh shit, Nico passed out. Yeah, maybe by reading through it we can revive him. We have to read the story (laughs) to reverse the curse. So let's do it before Dark Nico gets here. We can't handle Dark Nico. I've heard the prophecy. (laughs) How much lore? So much lore. People are learning all the lore. Yeah. All right, Spencer, hold my hand. We'll read this together. Sounds like a plan like we always have. Okay. Ooh, scary. Uh, um, Is this meant to be from Hannah's perspective? I remember that night like it was yesterday. Of course, how could a child forget an experience like that one? I pictured that night to end in a way that was nowhere near close to what actually happened. My doom felt like it was waiting for me on the other side. My parents were ready to blow up in my face for staying out too late and running off and away from my cousin. 
My cousin, who happened to lock me in the very abandoned house that Halloween night. I was eight. Nine years have passed, but I'm still the same girl. After that incident, I began to grow close to the friends who lived and visited that house. One in particular was a boy about my age. A few years older, but nonetheless, a boy who I loved deeply with all my soul. Orson. Orson. <laughs> I loved Orson. I loved him. I loved him. I loved him. No one had understood me the way he did. Besides being polar opposites, me and him were inseparable. His dorky mannerisms, his awkward stature and attitude, his insecurities and slight clumsiness. He held so many flaws. Flaws that you couldn't help but love. Years have passed. Time has changed, yet so has he. Growing from a nerdy, undead boy to a slightly more confident one had occurred once me and him made it official. Since then, he has taught me things and shared interests. <laughs> from anime to comic books, his personality and kindness had rubbed off on, <laughs> rubbed off on me. Of course, I hadn't decided to just be with him from the snap of my fingers. We had... We have had some hardships. Uh, I'll pick up. From the number of abusive boyfriends I endured to the stress of my school life, the stress from my parents constantly fighting all the time, and, of course, the relationship I had with my cousin, Jenny. <laughs> We've always been defined by our relationships with our cousins. Jimmy, ah, uh, what can I say about him? The greatest cousin anyone could ask for. A lonely, troubled boy with an inner deep compassion for the ones he loved often being labeled as a sociopath or bad kid. Fate in life... Fate? Why is that uppercase? Is that a name? All right, whatever. Fate! Personified. Fate and life. <laughs> I can't understand these ancient texts. Uh, <laughs> fate in life... I, wait, let me, let me reseal... Let me reopen the wound on my hand so I can better see it. Hurry! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I can't I, hold on much longer! Nico, we'll save you! He's, <laughs> Dark Nico's he's coming! The void. Okay, okay, okay! I see. Oh. I see. Fate. Oh. Shut up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Please. Fate in life had given him pain. Fate in life had given him pain for so much of his life. But just when I thought he wanted to be rid of me, he'd come crawling back. Not that it had, not that it was a bad thing. I had always had a soft spot for him, and it seemed he did too. Although he would never like to admit it. My reputation throughout school only became more and more normal, never shifting at all. Quite boring, as you can see. I became attracted to the nightlife. I started willingly visiting Orson late at night, out past curfew. From there, I can no longer relate to myself, but rather to a fictional princess from fantasy novels and horror romances. Following those years of childhood innocence and eternal youth, I grew up to be a, a quite vulnerable bookworm. I'd like to read and sometimes write. I often had people walk over me and take advantage of my feelings, as I had romantically from all the selfish pigs I was with. Some of my friends were popular and tended to gossip around my back, yet still had wrapped around my finger. <laughs> Bo book one, a tale of... T Spencer, could you uh, skim through the pages real quick for me? How long is this, uh, this accursed journal looking to you? We, we, we can only do... We'll let, we could, it's, it's three chapters, but let's only do this chapter. Okay, that, that'll probably be enough to save Nico, yeah. Book one, a tale of two souls. I'd sneak back into my house and constantly find unanswered phone calls left on my answering machine from Jimmy. He always sounded irritated, but occasionally would sound vulnerable or hurt. 
I'd worriedly ask him questions about how he was feeling or what he was doing, but he would rub me off and... <laughs> but he, he would do that and tell me to not worry about it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, fuck. This is a dark book. Uh, <laughs> one time I asked him why he called me in the first place, and that must have hurt him because he hung up on me. 11.15, Thursday night. I had messaged him earlier that day, trying to get a hold of him. Jimmy has been pretty distant lately, but I'm sure it'll pass. I had just finished up on homework for chemistry. I had taken honors this year, but all the stress and rare opportunities were taking over me. Nothing was going to stop me from acing this next test, though. I needed to pass, especially if I planned on moving out of my house next year. I need to get into a good college. It's always been a priority of mine. Aside from the topic of schoolwork, I really felt tempted to just get up and leave. But my mother had confronted me earlier about the amount of time I spend on my computer, so I knew she'd be itching to interfere and check up on me tonight. Probably more than just tonight. I had a gut feeling that she wasn't going to just let that go. She had no reason to be concerned. There was no access to my computer unless they had the password to my account. My mother was certainly not tech-savvy. She could barely understand half the basic internet terms and principles. Likewise, most parents. Especially at the peak of its power today. I had decided to sneak off anyway and shut off the monitor, grabbing my red Columbia sweatshirt hoodie right before quietly digging into my desk drawer for my golden key to the fright side, the place where I couldn't be afraid of anything anymore. I quickly glanced at my reflection in the vanity mirror, flicking my bouncy curls out of my eyes before turning the knob on the door. My brown boots met the stained wooden floorboards, careful not to get my mom's attention. Hearing her turn the knob on the tub faucet before hearing the water running, I mentally prepared for her argument. <clears throat> I mentally prepared for her. Yeah, I mentally prepared for her argument once I got home, bitching about how I shouldn't leave the house so late without informing anyone, as if they'd let me anyway if I claimed my. As if they'd let me anyway if I had claimed my plans. My knitted pink cardigan brushed a bit past my left shoulder as I moved toward the staircase right outside my bedroom and guessed bathroom door. My feet lightly made contact with the staircase, creaking slightly under my toes. The living room television was on, signaling someone was in there watching, awake. My face peered over the railing, catching the sound in sight of my dad snoring on the couch his fingers on the remote control as his neck was thrown back. I closed my eyes before exiting the stairs, meeting the door. Just before turning the knob, I glanced around my house before leaving quietly, my curls and cardigan blowing in the crisp fall air. Primary colors and gray skies invaded my gaze, the smell of leaves and maple filling my nostrils, the darkened grass swaying, as an howl escaped through my ears. This must be written in old, this must be written in old English. <laughs> We can barely comprehend it. Yeah. I made my way down the sidewalk, passing Jimmy's house on the way. I glanced up at his window and noticed the curtains moving softly. No sight of him, but his bedroom lights were clearly on. I wonder what he's up to, I asked myself before shaking my head. I'm leaving to see Orson. I can talk to Jimmy anytime I want. The fright side, 11.30 p.m. After entering the spook house after using my key, I was granted with the faces of Scully and Scary Godmother. They hadn't changed a bit since the night I met them, yet they seemed so much older when I was only a child. Time must never feel in motion when you're young, since everything is so fresh and soon to occur. 
Has Orson arrived yet? I asked Scary Godmother, her pointy ass <laughs> angular. Her pointy ass. <laughs> Her, 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 I think it's more like her pointy ass angular face. Oh, it's not like it's not back. like how you think wet ass pussy is wet ass and pussy. Yeah, her her pointy ass angular face staring back at me with an unreadable expression before softening. Oh, of course, he's been here for about an hour waiting for you. <laughs> you sound like Mickey Mouse. No, she sounds like Sheldon. <laughs> oh, Sheldon. Um, she smiled. He doesn't want to disappoint. He just fears being late. I smiled back at her before nodding and exiting the kitchen door, feeling Scully's gaze on me as well as hers. I'm not even going to try to do Scully's voice. She's grown up so fast, he said. Do do it a little bit. Do it a little bit. She's grown up so fast. I'll do like John Mulaney. Yeah, that yeah. seems like the appropriate middle ground. She's grown up so Nico, fast. Nico entered from the void. His, with all his strength, he gave a reluctant thumbs up to that decision. <laughs> Thank you, Nico. I'm doing this for you. Nico, Nico, we'll get you out of here, we swear. <laughs> I'm doing this for you, Nico. She, she's grown up so fast, he said, turning to her. I know, she nodded, a pained expression plastered on her face, as if the girl was her own daughter. Orson, I called out, gripping my knitted cardigan around myself, the harsh temperature continuing to make my nose and throat burn. I stepped farther back onto the back porch, calling out louder, Orson? Just when I expected him to leave and forget about me, a boyish chuckle left his mouth as he simultaneously attacked me, tackling me into his arms. I cried out in excitement and fear, gripping at his t-shirt. Orson! I cried. You scared the shit out of me. He raised an eyebrow. I did. Did I do that? (laughs) Oh, uh, the book shocked me. I improvised. Sorry, sorry. I'll read it as is. I did, did I, smirking as he finished the question. I shoved him playfully, my baggy-ass sleeves <laughs> shifting as I did so. It was really picking up a, 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 a bit of a character in this disguise. You can feel like, the- <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he looked down at my outfit and growled sensually, pulling me against his chest. I giggled, inhaling his body as if... <laughs> <laughs> I need to have the strength. (laughs) I giggled, inhaling his body of its hot topic fragrance. I exhaled, nuzzling my face against him, feeling his soft torso underneath the fabric. Oh, God. Do I have to? Oh. (laughs) Oh. He sighed, too, looking down at me, his lanky but still overall short stature hovering over me. I smiled up at him, my cheeks glowing from the contact. His arms loosened around me. One removing itself completely, Jesus, while the other softly grazed my elbow. Oh, he licked his dry lips, staring down at me once more. Before I knew what his intentions were, his mouth and head were at my neck kissing that the delicate skin exposed. I slightly moaned, gripping his shoulders. My sound's egging him on for some reason. His arms returned around my waist, gripping tighter at my hips, his long fingers grasping at the back of my skin. Oh, Okay, well, I guess I'll pick it up from here. <laughs> um, you know, just for Nico. Guys, I think oh, I'm Oh, Nico, oh, he's screaming in pain and agony. Right. We have to finish this fan fiction. 
Oh no, that's They slid that lower down to my ass and squeezed. I moaned louder, <laughs> gripping harder at his shoulders. He pulled away from my neck before he could bite me, his red orbs star- staring back at me. You hot and bothered? <laughs> he asked, placing his hand at my cheek. I nodded, earning a soft giggle from him. Before I knew what was next, he had pushed me up against the door and started nibbling at my neck, his pale bony hand placing itself between my Oh, hands. God. I thrust into his hand as he palmed me, and he sucked onto my throat. I gripped his black t-shirt harder, pushing him... <clears throat> I gripped his black t-shirt harder, pushing him off of me, signaling I wasn't willing to comply anymore. Uh, he pulled away, licking his lips. So, how was your last test? I gave him a lopsided frown. Fine. He raised his eyebrows. Test! Oh. <laughs> so, how, so how's school? No, I don't think it's that kind of test. Is it? Is that what he's talking about? No, I think he's. I think she's like. No, I don't want to. I don't want to like fuck, fuck. And then he's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. School. I think it's nice. I think it's okay. Sorry, this unholy tome is tearing at my soul. He raised his eyebrows again. Oh, and continued. It doesn't seem like it went fine. I sighed and pushed at him slightly. Let's just drop it. I don't care about school right now. I grabbed his right shoulder and pushed up against him. I want you. He groaned and growled against my lips, kissing me back passionately. His heart and cry no! against me through his black skinny jeans as I gripped his cord ah! t-shirt. Ah! Oh Nico's floating, Nico's levitating. Nico, the power of, of the corn emphasized the band as in K-O-R-N. He's wearing a corn t-shirt. Nico's levitating! Boom bapa doom bapa dina da boom bapa He's speaking in tongues. Nico will get you out of this yet. Falling away from no. me. As I gripped his corn t-shirt and moaned softly, his fingers moving back between my legs to rub me. Orson, I moaned out, gripping his fingers. What? He asked. <laughs> I'm not ready just yet. Okay. Okay. Was all he said. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you, are you ready to jump back in? I think so. I think I can do it. All right. Uh, tag in. Tag in. I need to regain my life force. <laughs> okay. Was all he said. Orson. That's his voice. Orson had knew about my past relationships. Being there for me during the aftermath to console me. He also warned me from the beginning. That being the start of him asking too much about my daily life and trying to be a part of it. I stepped back to look at him, his dark blue hair falling over his eyes. His dark jeans, or I thought his dark, I said his dark jeans staring at His dark hardened crotch. His dark eyes staring into mine as he stood back and sucked in his stomach. The black fabric of his corn shirt rippling under his denim jeans. Spencer, don't deviate from the text! Don't deviate from the text! (laughs) The sounds of... Oh my god, this is so weird. The sounds of crickets and owls mating and chatting throughout the yard. And <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, fo- so fucking hot. So That's so hot. Scary Godmother knew exactly what she came there for, and she just let that happen in her own house. And chatting throughout the yard ended our empty silence. I gripped the bottoms of my cardigan and glanced up at him. I should probably get going. Um, my gaze met the wooden steps. As you could tell, I didn't grow out of my fear as much as I thought I did. Okay, he said blankly, staring directly at me. I glanced back up to meet his eyes and exhaled before being interrupted by a few nearby voices. Are you kids hungry? Scully exclaimed dramatically, waving his arms around. Well, bones. 
Help yourselves to the food we've just prepared, Scary Godmother said. Actually, I'm gonna go home, Orson announced. Thanks anyway, he said, glancing at me, adjusting his glasses as he vaguely made eye contact with my gaze, directing his words towards me rather than the adults. As he walked down the steps, I tilted my head, noticing the two of them staring at me. What? I questioned, my cheeks glowing pink. Hannah, is there anything going on between you and Orson? She asked. She asked, curiously, but protectively. No, nothing's wrong, I denied in a cliché tone, meaning that things were actually going really, really bad. Thank you. Thank you, Tone. I think this this ancient text does think we're fucking stupid. (laughs) Um, Are you sure, sweetie? Scully asked, tilting his skull head at me. "Mm, Yeah, I said in, in my soft voice. Why wouldn't things be? He turned to her and sighed before dramatically making his way back to the kitchen. Oh, Bones, I left the corrupted calzones in the oven. He scurried off to retrieve them as, he, as she turned to me and softly said, I'm sure Orson's fine. He cares about you, Hannah. I'm sure some of the bloodlust just went to his head. Listen, teenage boys. Um, ew! I squealed in disgust. You were listening? Clamped my hands over my ears. Her face turned to a look of amusement and surprise. Yeah? Oh, I'm sorry, dear. Followed with, you two were being so loud. My face turned bright red. a lot of moaning going on. Not helping, I said, vulnerably embarrassed. At least while you're here, would you like some appetizers? She, she asked, a hopeful glee in her eyes. I smiled softly and just merely nodded. Sure, I'd like that. She gave a pleased expression before motioning for me to follow her into the house. She turned to the right side of the wall of the door, glancing at the calendar, while she poured me a cup of apple cider. So, how's Jimmy? She asked. Out of the orange and black, Jimmy? I asked, uh, great, I said in my usual cheery voice. I, I smell hollow shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to read her as Bayonetta now. Oh, I smell hollow shit, darling. Oh, no, I deviated. Uh, ah! I'm sorry, Nico. I'll keep to the text. The corn is unbearable. Something's so loud. Something takes influences. I smell hollow shit, she said, beaming at me. I burst into a fit of laughter, gripping my sides as I did so. Scary godmother, I didn't know you had a mouth on you. She smiled. Sure, in fact, I have two. Ew. A loud crash of the front door. <laughs> Do you think that's what it meant? I don't, what could it, what? I don't even know what that <laughs> Maybe means. Maybe she just has another mouth. Oh, because she's like a monster. She has like a mouth on her hand or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, Keep telling yourself that, door. Spencer. I know, I know I'm possessed. I'll just cut it out. No, keep it in. <laughs> keep it in, but put it on a heavy no. filter. You're still correcting it. It's still your <laughs> She mumbled. Just then, the kitchen door opened, and there stood the fanboy wolf, a little too obsessed with comic books and manga. I smell calzones. He rubbed his paws together. No, down, boy! Scully exclaimed, pulling them out of the oven. I made these as and specialty for the guests. Harry looked around clueless. Guests? What guests? Frankly, I don't see anyone else here. Scary godmother rolled her eyes. Harry, she screeched. You do realize Hannah is right. 
Harry turned to see and widened his eyes. Oh, there's the princess! He exclaimed dramatically, bowing. I giggled. Nice to see you, Harry. He smiled, leaned down to kiss my dainty hand. It's a delight to see you, my dear. My goodness, you've grown into such a ravishing woman. She grit her teeth and cleared her throat, alarming him as always. Now, how about those calzones? He asked. Scully knocking a bare bone onto his head, knocking him out cold. <laughs> Jesus. Now, now, dear, I hope you're hungry, she said. I am now, I said cheerfully, my face bright. Good. This, this ancient text really needed an editor yeah. to, uh, to pick up on some stuff here. She smiled as Scully laid out a calzone or two onto a glass plate. In front calzoner? <laughs> Sorry, you're, 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 um, uh, you in person cut out for a second in my ears, and it sounded like you said calzoner. Uh-huh. Um, she, she smiled as Scully laid out a calzone or two onto a glass plate in front of me. She sat down across from me, admiring me eat while she leaned into her palm. Her smile was infectious. So, what's been going on with Jimmy? She asked again, curiously interested. I nearly burned my tongue on the hot cheese, meat, and sauce. Jimmy? Gross. I set the fork down and crossed my arms, respectively. Oh, yeah, I drawled. He's been getting into trouble, I sighed. Intentionally, she eyed me. What do you mean? His reputation at school has changed, I continued. Everyone thinks he's insane. He rarely hangs out with the group anymore. He keeps to himself more than usual. She hummed. Interesting. At least he's not causing any trouble for anyone else, though. I looked at her and nodded. Right. I got up from the chair, the silver clinking against the glass plate. I should probably get going now. She bolted to her feet, her eyes widening. But you just got here! I looked at her and said, Yeah, I know, casually. But Jimmy's probably waiting for me to call him, and my mom's gonna notice I'm gone. Her face faltered to an expressionless one. Sure, of course. Backing away to let me walk through. Call me if you need anything. I called back. Don't worry, I, I will. Walking into the living room. Walking into the living room, I injected the key into the knob injected and turned it. Injected the key into the I, knob? I, I have to read it that way, Spencer. Exiting the house to find only a dark suburban neighborhood. My neighborhood. A notification bell rang from the computer screen, signaling Jimmy had messaged me. Oh, oh, that's what it means. Okay. The text read, Devil of Suburbanhood. It's a username <laughs> that sent this. Devil of Suburbanhood. Answer me. Answer my call. I sighed, replying back with, okay, before picking up my phone, dialing his number, I stood from the chair and pulled my cardigan and shirt off, my breasts bouncing from underneath my lavender tank. Jimmy, I called out, gripping the phone to my ear. <laughs> there was a... Yes? You, you have something to say, Wade? Yeah, just a weird detail. <laughs> There was a long pause, soft, rippling breathing coming through the phone. Jimmy, I asked again, this time getting a rough and abrupt response from the other side. Yeah, he asked, gruff. You asked me to call you, I stated. Uh, yeah, he mumbled, scratching at something. Yeah, I did. He finished. Um, well, what did you want? I asked, getting a uh, nothing in return. Okay. I went to hang up, but was soon attacked by the words of, no, don't hang up. Um. 
He groaned out. Why can I see you? He asked. At school, I muttered. And wouldn't that make him like 23 or something if she was 17? Like, yeah. He should not be in high school. Still. Maybe he's fucking stupid. <laughs> Ready to hang up again. The obvious tone in my voice must have hurt him because his voice went soft. Oh, yeah, he breathed out almost in a whisper. See you then. I replied back, okay, see you there. He exhaled before quickly muttering a, hey, Hannah, and asking, Hannah? I sighed, yeah, Jimmy, and then he grunted, never mind, and hung up. Take us home, Wade. I made a confused face, hanging up the phone before turning over to my monitor to shut my PC off, pulling my lavender tank top over my head along with slipping my skirt down. The clothes pooling down at my feet. Her delicate sock. What the fuck is going on? Are we changing perspective? Oh. What? what? Nico. Nico, are you? His voice is a light beaming out and a noise is coming out of Nico's mouth. I'm in pain. No, it sounds like he's going to read this last this last bit of text. I don't. You're not going to make you me had read to read this, the Wade. I'm you're better. Not, I feel a lot Nico. better. Dark Nico this is, is dark gone. Dark Nico. No, Dark Nico is gone. We're no, good. I don't want to read it. We have to read this. Uh, you have to read it, not me. I'm feeling great. There's no Dark Nico. <laughs> okay, well, right. let's rewind. Okay, well, for the I, to get through this, so to, this is the to get worst this, fucking thing I've ever seen. Oh, Nico, he's so close to being free. We, there's just this oh. final paragraph, Spencer. We have to read it in unison. No. No, Spencer, Nico can way. die. It's I'm sorry. Nico. We'll find another engineer. <laughs> that's fair. I'm chiming in. That's fair. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read it to myself real quick. Yeah, I think I think that'll work. <laughs> Wade's smile is like slowly turning into a grimace as he's reading. Who, is this supposed to be? Jimmy, I think. It's I think it's supposed to be Jimmy it's watching her. what you her. think it is. I think it's Jimmy, like, spying on her. Her cousin, Jimmy. I, it's so vague. I don't understand. It's either Jimmy or Orson. Well, Orson's fine. Oh, wait, no. Jimmy, I think, is the one with the red plaid sweatpants that are tightening. That's all I can say. Actually, you know what? Nico, Nico after looking through this... We we have to confine you. We're we're going to sacrifice you, and we we'll see what happens with Dark Nico. I completely yeah. Understand. Some things are just too dark for this world. <laughs> look, look, I think I think we push the envelope with a lot of this reading, and I think everybody got enough. We're not reading that last paragraph. It just um, it in it ends it ends. Every it they, ends. Get, they get married. Her and Orson get married. Yes, and that's what we don't agree with. So uh, fuck this ancient text. Stomping on it, stomping on it, kicking it away. Oh, no. Wait, do you, I, do you hear that? There's no more xylophone. The, the skeleton must be gone. Here, Spencer, help me pick up this Boudreaux, uh, take off all these deadlocks, uh, pull out all these planks on the door, and open these seven doors. On it. <laughs> Whoa, Winston, what's that, buddy? Oh, he's got a stack of bones. The skeleton's just bones now. We're all safe. Did you hear that, Nico? We're all... Nico? 
Nico. Nico? Why do you have deep sunken eyes like the characters from Scary Godmother? Uh, anyway, um, that was the Scary Godmother double feature for our Halloween special. Uh, we, Wayne and I have uh, got to get out of here. Um, bye. Thanks for wasting your life with us. Come on, Wayne, let's go. Ah! Let's go.